Today I was getting ready to leave the gym and the retired Episcopalian minister said, Happy Sapientiatide. I said, What? He said, Today begins Sapientiatide. And I said, Well, I said, I, I think I know what you mean, but I'm not sure. So I asked Andrea because Andrea was having a slow day here and she loves, she's the queen of Google. Well, she, she looked around. It's a kind of Episcopalian term, but we celebrate the same thing here. December 17th, every year, we begin these eight days of intense preparation for Christmas. Our gospel passages for the rest of Advent will come from the first chapters of Matthew and Luke. Matthew for two days, Luke for six. And... The church wrote its big hit song about 1,200 years ago with one verse for each of the next seven days, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And each day we call Christ by a different title that comes from the prophets and the book of Revelation. And today we call God or call Christ wisdom, Lady Wisdom, who is all throughout the Old Testament or in Latin, Sapientia. Our readings today are interesting. Our first reading is of Jacob foretelling Judah's ascendancy of his 12 sons, that Judah will be the one who prospers. And in Matthew, we have the great genealogy today. Yes, I've been practicing. Um, And Judah is mentioned. But if you know enough of the story, not in the most uh, flattering light. And Matthew is making a point that we will reflect on in our homily. It gets easier every year to read that. Well, there are a lot of names in there. And some of them are familiar. Some of these people are great pillars of our faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jesse, David, Solomon, Joseph, and Mary. And I know we have at least one person who knows the Bible back and forth because she grew up Protestant. Probably could tell us something about Hezekiah and Josiah. They were among the greatest kings of Israel, or of Judah, technically. Ruth, of course, was a woman of great faith, but she was not Jewish. But some of the others that are mentioned on this list are mentioned in the Bible, but they are not necessarily the most holy people. Rahab, yes, she did help Joshua in the conquering of Jericho, but she was a prostitute. Perez and Zerah, well, their father was Judah. Their mother was Tamar. Tamar was Judah's daughter-in-law, and she had disguised herself as a temple prostitute, and Judah slept with her. So there we have some incest, In Jesus' family tree, we have a woman referred to as the wife of Uriah. She's better known as Bathsheba, who David saw her, was so attracted, he slept with her and sent off her husband to be killed. So there's some adultery and murder in Jesus' family. And Ahaz, Ahaz was among the most wicked kings of Judah. He worshipped pagan idols. This is a pretty remarkable passage of the Bible when you know all that. Because this is a gospel. Well, the word gospel comes from the Greek for evangelion, which is a victory message. 
When kings were born in the Roman Empire, or they were made kings, they would have an Evangelion written. And it would start with a great big genealogy. And the purpose of that genealogy was to show how noble the king was, that he had come from a noble line. Matthew begins his great gospel with this genealogy that includes some great people, but also some crooks and horse thieves and worse. Matthew is telling us that Jesus Christ was born of humankind. He was familiar with sinful, imperfect people because they were part of his heritage. And if the beloved one, the savior of Israel, can be a direct descendant of the most wicked king of all time, we can all be holy too.